Awesome. We'll go ahead, go ahead and get started. Well, yeah. welcome to the Vanica Customer Advisory Board podcast. Um, I'm your host today, B.D. Snow. We've got Shelly D'Antonio with hello, us. Hello, hello. And with us today is Neil Dempsey from PRM in Chicago. Welcome, Neil. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, yeah. guys. Thanks, Thanks for having for me. Yeah, it's uh, awesome to have you down here in uh, Wilmington. Have you enjoyed your time down here so far? You got nicer, warmer weather than we got back home. <laughs> what's, it, what's it like up in Chicago this week? Uh, yesterday it was flurries, and today mm. it was like 23 when I looked at the temps, so mm. can't quite compare on that. No, <laughs> well, yeah, thanks again for, for having us. Um, we've been excited to chat with you a little bit, just maybe get some insights into a little bit more about like what you do up there at PRM and how you guys do things. Um, but we'd like to get started, if it's cool, with just like – how you even ended up in the world of HOAs to begin with, yeah. right? Like at what point did you even realize that HOAs were a thing? Yes, indeed. So I, over 15 years ago, mm. was doing IT mm-hmm. and got sick of dealing with computers. And <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so I, um, you know, uh, the not knowing anything about HOAs, Mm-hmm. But the property management, you know, buildings seemed interesting, seemed something new to try. So went into that, and it did not take long to realize a property manager is not my my fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it doesn't take long when you're at a company if they know you know how to, you know, if you can reboot a router, you're the mm-hmm. magic IT guy. So uh, <laughs> it pulled me back into that realm, uh, you know, dealing, focus on our IT and our software and our systems and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so kind of randomly got into <laughs> the, the whole industry um, and now just kind of dance around it. So you actually were a manager there for a period of time. I was a manager for about three years, yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Do you, um, most managers have their favorite crazy board member story. Do you have a favorite crazy board member story or board meeting story? Most of my better stories were once I was past the manager level. Okay. At at the manager (laughs) level, I was too busy keeping my head above water. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, it's way easier to, to see the humor and the fun in someone else's story. Sure. <laughs> and look what they had to go through than it is to, you know, look what I had to deal with. Right. That's, I, I can definitely relate to that. We've been yeah. around long enough to, to see all the crazy board members. And it's fun when it's not me sitting at the meeting. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. So. 100%. It's way more funny when it's someone else dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. How is, so starting off, what, 12 Fifteen years ago, you said fifteen years, 15 in, years ago. Yep. in in managing communities. How have you seen that evolve? Like, what is different now? Like with the managers mm-hmm. that you're working that's with there question. at PRM that you didn't have to deal with, or that maybe they're dealing with now that's different. I think the biggest change has been the availability and quality of the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started, managers were just like, "All right, we're going to give you a cell phone." Um, you know, if you wanted remote access, it was like over a VPN kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it wasn't the everything's online, everything's always available. Um, and that was still back in the day where, like, you're giving out your personal, you know, your work cell number to everyone. You're taking all the calls. There isn't that kind of the the redundancy and routing options of afforded us through technology mm-hmm. just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it was the manager is the manager 24 um, seven. And, and the availability of the technology is completely, I think that's been one of the biggest changes. It allows us to say your manager is your manager from 
nine to five. Mm -hmm. And then we reroute all the communication to our mm -hmm. emergency services, et cetera, to force that, you know, managers can now have a life, you know, on night and nights and weekends. They don't have to be, you know, always mm -hmm. on call kind of thing. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's probably been one of the biggest benefits and adjustments that I've seen growing up then through that. So you guys are assimilating different back office services then to help support your managers in those ways. Exactly. So, and that was one of the big things that Vanica really enabled us to do is that specialization. Mm. Okay. It's not everything goes to the manager and then maybe the manager can go ask an accountant for help. We design the system to route things. So it's not even hitting a manager if it's an accounting mm. thing, or it's not even hitting a manager if it's a, you know, a homeowner scheduling or something that our customer service team handles. So it, it allows us to have managers focused on what the managers do, mm -hmm. the, the community specialists focused on what they do, and accounting focused on what they do. Um, everyone's w workflows are significantly improved and enhanced, and it just makes the homeowner experience that much better. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be passed three times to find the guy who can answer my question. It, I'm routed right there, right out of the gate. I get the answers quicker, you know, kind of better things there, so. Totally. It seems like that makes things a lot more efficient. Did your managers ever have that kind of point of, but this is, I control this? Like, were they ever reluctant to give up that control to gain that efficiency? Because I know sometimes in that change culture, it's just hard sure. to give up the reins. Yeah. Um, there's always going to be some of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, some people adapt quicker than others. Um, not the, the adoption of technology is not uniform, right? Mm -hmm. So, for some of your users, the technology is intuitive and makes sense. For some of your users, it can be hard to find a power button mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing. So it's 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 finding the trainings and the processes you need to do that. I think the managers that uh, understood the software, jumped into the software, got mm -hmm. to use the software, saw the benefit much more quickly. Um, in addition just by the nature of how Vanica organizes, allows us to organize the, the routines and the action item processes, even the things we weren't taking away from them, they're able to do more efficiently. Mm -hmm. So on the managers that were, you know, all right, well, this I'm a little frustrated by, but that's part of it's way better. So as a whole, even where we had some minor pushback on, on the whole, they're, they're mm -hmm. happy with it. They saw the benefits. Uh, and I think that makes it easier for those holdouts to get yeah. the, the buy-in is, you know, everything's better on, on, on scale. Um, and in large part, you know, a lot of that's around training. You, mm -hmm. The company has got to be, training has to be a priority um, out of the gate, but also recurring. You know, totally. the software never stops uh, the, both your guys' enhancements and our tweaking of our action items to improve efficiencies, to improve, you know, where we want things to be handled. So the trainings have to never stop. Mm -hmm. um, right. And that's kind of the, the, the key there um, to keeping that moving. How do you guys approach training? Do you have a training team, a training department, or is that handled within the different functional areas? Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, All of the above. <laughs> so um, we do have a team that is kind of our ideas and process analysis. You know, so... Um, Initially, it was just like, how do we want to handle all this stuff that now the software allows us to put in? When we were at other software, a lot of the things were being done manually. So mm -hmm. there was that initial period of like, 
all right, now that we can do this in the software, how are we going to handle that? How are we going to process it? Mm-hmm. Once it's once that's in, it tends to be more of an enhancement comes out. What changes should we be making to our processes to make that even more, take advantage of the enhancements that Vanek has released? Okay. Or where are our pain points? You know, mm-hmm. no matter what your best effort is, there's always going to be something you could have done better. Mm-hmm. And that's where we take those, you know, hey, we got a complaint. Well, then let's analyze what we're doing, relook at that. So we have a team that reviews those and reviews, kind of cross-check what is the process, you know, where in the process did this one fall. Let's see what changes we can make. Then it gets rolled out to the team from from the from the from our training area. But the key is the leadership in each department, in each, you know, so the customer service team, the lead of the customer service team has to then take that training that came out and ensure it's being complied with. Because it's it's a multi-point, right? I can train you how to do it, but then you also got to make sure the team is following that process. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it, it's kind of some of everything there. Um, and obviously when you get new hires, We'll do a top level. How do you use Vanica training? Mm-hmm. But then we kick that on to the each you know department lead mm-hmm. to do more of like, all right, now you know how to do, now you know how to work an action item. Now let's talk about the process that we use on that. Um, that is depending, and yeah, obviously that fluctuates depending on department uh, with how many action items they mm-hmm. handle and, and the complexity. Um, you know, a work order that has 150 steps or whatever is obviously a much more complicated thing than an invoice that has 10 steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it takes time, you know, so th- there, there's a period, and I think we kind of have different departments have different time frames that we really expect users to be hitting milestones. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're 50% effective, they're 80% effective, and we kind of have different targets depending on the departments for where we want them to be you know, where they're exceeding or where they're meeting our standards to, to be at that efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you, you all are really focused on tracking that continuous improvement and constantly evaluating mm-hmm. where you're standing. And Right. I, I do think if I'm just comfortable at some level, it does. it's not going to be that long until someone else is faster than I am. Totally. Yeah. I have to constantly reevaluate. We have to constantly improve. Um, and we had seen that before we went to other company, we originally had written our own software. Mm. Okay. And it worked, but it hit, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't being continually developed to the point it needed to be. Mm-hmm. So it, it's that we hit that point and then you plateau. You're kind of stagnant. Yeah. And then we went to another software before Vanica and it was the same scenario. It was an improvement over what we had, but they hit a plateau and they weren't mm-hmm. pushing and they weren't developing. And I think the software is one half of that. If we're not internally taking our efforts to push our processes better, both from the enhancements that Vanica releases and internally just how are we going to do this, then we're not really taking advantage of the software. We're not, you know, we're just, we're paying the same amount of money whether we get more value out of it or not. So Mm -hmm. we may as well put in the effort to get the best value. I think that's a really key mm. point that you really need a good process and you really need to continue to improve that process. What kinds of activities do you guys do or do you have like a regular routine of analyzing those or does that just organically happen? Um, 
it tends to be more organic. As I said, there are certain key driving factors. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get a complaint. That's going to drive sure. a, a review of the process. We also rely heavily on our department heads for that role. Hey, you know, the, the closing process is cumbersome. We're mm -hmm. having, or, you know, the new hires can't, are struggling at these points. It doesn't make sense to them. So then we go back and reanalyze. So, so it's a bunch of different areas where we see, um, you know, really the three being a new enhancement from Vanica. So we want to tweak mm -hmm. things because now it can be done better. A problem with the an existing uh, process that a client identifies or our team identifies and we fix kind of thing. And department heads identifying their choke points, their problem areas that we then go back and reanalyze. Are you guys tracking a lot of metrics for some of that analysis? Um, yes, uh, but there's never enough metrics and never enough analysis. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, brand new. That is the, the rabbit hole that you will never yeah. get to the bottom of. Mm. Um, so I think there's that risk, right? You, mm -hmm. you, you need enough that you can make an intelligent decision, but you can't let it, per like, I can't analyze this for years. I got to make, mm -hmm. hit the point where then, all right, I'm going to go give it best shot. And we recognize because it's going to constantly be an evolution, I'm not looking for perfection necessarily out the gate. I know I can't think of the thousands of scenarios and surprises that are going to come. Mm -hmm. So let's get it out there. Let's reevaluate. So we recognize and we intend none of our action items are ever done. Yeah. They're always at where they're at right now until we make the next iteration and the next, which does, again, cause those challenges on training. If I'm never done tweaking, I can never be done training. Mm -hmm. Even my, you know, the manager that's been here forever, well, that's not how we do it anymore. So both the training and the ha new habits have to get formed. So it's the trainings. And and I think what the some of our analytics allow us to do is com compliant management, compliant, you know, mm -hmm. are we tracking, are we getting that compliance? Because mm. um, that's also in, a, in our mind another key component of if I'm not getting compliance with the new process I'm doing, why is, yeah. is there something wrong with the process we designed that needs to get tweaked um so that's a really interesting way i think to approach a problem like that like so a lot of people will change a process and then they just go in like bd new process follow process like bd why are you not doing the process so to really look at hey it's not my person that needs to change maybe there's something mm -hmm. wrong in the process that's causing that that failure to adopt Right. And I think that, that the analytics allow you to kind of, I've got, you know, X number of individuals using the new process. Mm -hmm. If all of them are failing, it's clearly the process or the right. system or me that's, <laughs> or the training was, was insufficient. Yeah. Um, if I have specific points, then I can start to do that analysis of, is it a process? Is it a user that needs some more help? Is mm -hmm. it a user that just needs, you know, uh, or is it, you know, this user's overwhelmed, I got to shift some resources around. Um, so there is obviously always, always some nuance to, to and, you know, the root cause of things. Mm -hmm. um, but that is a, a helpful tool in analyzing where are we going and where are our priorities. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, those choke points are always going to be a priority. Um, you know, the one choke point causes everything to snowball. So we, we try and alleviate that kind of thing mm -hmm. as a priority. Right. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear, so we talked uh, you know, a lot about, about like how we're training and implementing training and reviewing these processes for like the way that we're interacting with the software. I'd be curious to hear how you all approach training on the industry, right? 
Yeah. Um, so um, we do uh, take advantage of a lot of CAI. They've got phenomenal resources, classes, training, uh, events. Uh, we we rely heavily on that. It's also a big component of that's where the supervisors are coming in as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones who've been in the industry for years and years. They're the ones who've seen, you know, all the different surprises that pop up at a board meeting or, or whatever. So they've seen those scenarios. They can provide that additional insight to 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 an entry level manager who's picking all that up. Um, so I, I think it's that combo uh, effort there. Right. That makes sense. <clears throat> when you guys are doing um, your recruiting, are you typically picking people who are new to the industry or are you picking people who are kind of familiar with the industry, um, either locally or, or nationally? It um, it really depends on the department. Okay. Um, you know, generally speaking, I'd, you know, I, I, if I'm getting an accountant, I kind of want someone who's at least seen some numbers before. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so, so that tends to be a little more focused of an effort. If I'm hiring like a customer service, mm-hmm. customer service is all about, you know, picking up the phone, saying, you know, getting, getting the, the, the friendly greeting and the answer they need in a timely manner. So that I don't necessarily need you to know, you know, I can show you what, how the process works. I can show you, you know, how, what are the, the guidelines to do this, the way it needs to be done for this association. Um, so that we tend to managers i think it's a it's a tougher question there's value in experience mm-hmm. there's also the danger of you need someone with experience who's willing to adapt mm-hmm. um each management company is going to run things differently than another management company mm-hmm. um based on the on the resources they're applying to various areas based on the different services they're offering, et cetera, you know, the, the area they're servicing. So there's so many variations that they're, if you're getting an experienced manager, in my mind, you got to have some flexibility where they can come in and adapt to how you want to do it. Um, if you get an, a, that inflexibility is how you can not get a duplicate standardized product to, that you're presenting to your clients. Um, and that's a key, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I have a standardized product to the client, I know the quality is there. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I can't get that standardized, you may get a better product in some areas and a significantly worse product, and I can't control it as well. So the standardization is is important for us there. Okay. Totally. Totally. So. I'd be curious to hear a little bit about your market, if you don't mind sharing. So you're in Chicago. Are you guys, like, what is your mix? Like all condos? Do you have some single families out in the burbs? Or like, yeah. How do you guys um, approach Chicago market? is largely condos and townhomes. Mm-hmm. Um, our our market is largely a mid-size building, you know, 30 to 60 units. Uh, you know, we have some bigger, you know, a hundred plus, we have some down to like three unit buildings, you know, like a little, uh, the financial only type of uh, management. Mm-hmm. Um, we do also, we see a lot more of the HOAs out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that difference. Um, and that's part of the nuance of figuring out what do we have to tweak on our processes for, you know, the for the single-family homes that are different than a condo or a townhome. Um, and that's, again, one of the great things of the software is it allows us that flexibility to to implement processes that are going to work 
both ways. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're adjusting your service offerings to cater to those different markets, ine- inevitably friction arises, right? Either between, you know, managers and operations mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So I'd be curious to hear a little more about how you guys approach the way that's rolled out, like those types of... Yeah. The, again, going back to that uniformity of product, the only way to ensure quality across the board is that everyone's getting the same product. So we try very hard to standardize to the extent possible, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have some difference in a single family versus a townhome or a condo, but, you know, the way we're going to do closings isn't going to be different. The way we're going to do invoices isn't going to be different. So we really push for standardization. Um, Standardization is also the biggest way to improve automation. Mm. Mm. Um, Right. If I cannot standardize it, then I have to have decision-making involved, and I can't automate. And, and again, I think automation ties back to significantly improved standardization. Mm -hmm. It's always going to get done the same way. So um, I do push for standardization to to, to as much as I can. I think that's key. So speaking of automation and moving to working with us, you were obviously very focused even before we signed a contract on like mm-hmm. what that automation meant and how you could use our system to automate. I mm-hmm. still remember sitting in the conference room. <laughs> Man, was it three, four years ago? I, I remember those late while. night phone calls from you guys calling from the conference room. <laughs> yeah. Back in 2018. Yeah. Fun yeah. times for sure. So <laughs> I'd be curious to just know like from your perspective, like looking back, like what are some of those automations that you've been like maybe most excited about that's had like the biggest impacts? Yeah. on your team um above all i think the best thing for us that i like is the customization mm-hmm. the automation is awesome mm-hmm. the automation is key the customization is really what differentiates vanica from other software you the software doesn't dictate how i run my business i dictate how the software integrates with the business so it, i love that it is a huge you know, I don't have to adapt how I want to run it to the same as everyone else is doing because we're all using this software. So theoretically, you could have two companies, and I'm sure you definitely do, ha- using Vanica at polar opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's phenomenal. That's, I think, in my mind, that almost trumps the automation. The automation is awesome. It's key. It's critical. Mm. But that customization is what allows me to differentiate. It is what allows me to get the mm. end product I want. Um, from an automation standpoint, I think our biggest improvement was the invoice. You know, a lot of that is significantly improved uh, with the service contracts automatically, Mm -hmm. uh, with invoices, you know, being automatically assigned to the right property for the right vendor, et cetera. Even when there is the manual input, you know, for our AP folks, it's so much easier to be loading the GL, to load the invoice details, it just allows for a significantly improved turnaround time on that. Um, so that that was a big piece for us there. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah, it's an interesting answer on the customization piece because that, uh, yeah, that's... It can be a challenge as much as it can be a benefit, right, I totally. think. And so um, are there particular things that, that you felt like um, either we've done through a partnership or that you've done internally to help you understand that customization, what you can do with that? Um, yeah, um, I think that was one of the key things of our transition was, you know, whatever that was, a, you know, a week of 12-hour days <laughs> sitting there. 
when we were di digging in with BD, we weren't just talking, how do we do this? How mm -hmm. do we get this to do what we want? We were very much interested in how do we get there? Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to come out of the transition with our system set up. I wanted to come out knowing how do I, what do you, you know, I don't mm -hmm. want, you know, me to say what I want and you to program it. I want to learn how to program it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a key component with Vanica. Uh, I think your a management company's investment in Vanica loses a significant amount of value if you're just taking it as an out of the box product. Um, that, mm -hmm. in my opinion, that sure you know, and I get how some companies get there. They don't, have, you know, they can't allocate whatever they need to do to mm -hmm. do that. But the benefit, you know, you gotta you gotta invest so you can get the the most money out of your your investment there. Totally. Yeah. And as yeah. you said, I mean, every business is different, right? And yep. so we can obviously come and we try to come with the perspective of, hey, this is what we see working well or not necessarily working well. But if you don't have the staff to support like you guys do, like, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to funnel all of these things to someone other than the manager, then, you know, you, you have to tweak things. You have to customize and make it work for you, as you say, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I think that was helpful. There were certain action items that it's, it, it can be overwhelming when you're first launching mm -hmm. right out of the box you can't think through literally every down to the thing process that you do as a management company. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get to it mm -hmm. in a timely manner to be able to launch the software and train and all that. So I think it was helpful. And I think the guidance you guys provided as a part of that transition is maybe you should be focusing here. So we learned how to write the action item. So once the transition's done, we can constantly evolve them, but it was, here's the, we, what we think are the key components. So, I'm using that transition time wisely to get the, the, the biggest, what could have been problems uh, addressed mm -hmm. uh, in the transition. So then, you know, then the, the minor little things, I can tweak them and improve them. But right out of the gate, I had a base product that's going to work well, customized mm -hmm. to me. And I know how to, you know, I come out with the knowledge needed to evolve and improve those processes as it goes forward. Yeah. And you, you mentioned a key thing. So many people get so overwhelmed, not not just with that, but any change is overwhelming yeah. change. If you could go back to where you were when you when you first started and you feel that overwhelm, um, that overwhelming feeling, what one piece of advice would you give to somebody to kind of like stick with it? Yeah, I think. Two things I would have tried. The first is I probably would not have dug as deep initially on the action items, customization out of the gate. I think mm -hmm. it was much more important to learn how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, BD's phenomenal. I can't have BD working for me because he has another job. So <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> so coming out of, that out of that transition with an internal knowledge of how to continue to grow with the software was key. Mm -hmm. The other component is training. You've mm -hmm. got to have – so I'd have been – in retrospect, I probably would have accepted slightly less customization up front for slightly more real-time actual implementation training. Um, like any software or, or tool, the key to its effectiveness is knowing how to properly use it. Uh, I think there you, you, you need to really get your people to dig in on how is this different? Mm -hmm. How am I supposed to use this tool so that they're really getting the benefit out of it? Um, uh, if you get people that say, oh, I've, you know, I've coded invoices for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're not learning what makes this software unique and better, you're not going to take advantage of it 
and we're not going to see these improved efficiencies. Um, and I think, in retrospect, that would have been you know I would have done I would have done I don't know what level of trade off there, but mm-hmm. I probably shifted slightly more of the resources that direction for that purpose. Okay, so. I was lucky enough to be able to come out and hang out with you all in the office there in Chicago. So I'm curious um, from your perspective on like that on-site experience, was that a good use of our time? Would you have done more on-site experience? Like, uh, yeah, I think having that hands-on, yeah. that one-on-one, mm-hmm. like how was, I think that was important. Um, I think had you not have been there, it would have been a much slower process for me to try and figure out. Vanek is great it's not necessarily intuitive on how to customize mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it. And that's just the nature of a complex tool, right? Right. It's so powerful with so many options. And I think that is one of those things that at oftentimes is easier when you're sitting in a room talking it through. Um, you get that training and just something doesn't click. When you're one-on-one or in person, you can see like, your eyes have glassed over. You no longer understand anything I'm saying. <laughs> Let's take a step back and, and, and fix that, get you caught up, and then move forward. So I think that was important. Um, I, I I think, um, yeah, that, and I, I probably would have pushed for more, um, a better plan on, we trained the super users. I didn't have as detailed a plan on getting the super users to push that data down. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Right. Um and I think the other bit there was I would have tried in that super user training to highlight what are the changes that, you know, how to do it, but also what efficiencies is that allowing? I think mm-hmm. it's very helpful for people to understand, all right, I have to do this now, but not just I have to, but why? What is it getting me by doing that? Um, I think that, you know, I didn't get a whole lot of pushback when we went to Vanica. It was significant improvement. Um, but I think it would have been easier to get that compliance with the new processes had we done a better job on that, that initial base level training and and seeing the benefits of it. Don't try and figure it out and do it the way you used to do it. Here's there's reasons it should be done this way, and, and here's why. That totally makes sense. That's good yeah. advice for That's, sure. Yeah, fantastic. So what's next for you all up there? What's on the horizon? Lots of fun, exciting things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's always an evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, more to come. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we're really, blah, blah, blah. we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come down and meet with us. This has been really fun. It has. Thank you guys for inviting me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks so much for coming down to hang out with us in Wilmington. It's been a pleasure for sure. We appreciate yeah. all your insights and the feedback. You guys are great. Appreciate all the help on keeping helping me grow on this knowledge in here. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing great.